0: Conquering Your Pain provides general medical information. Since everyone's situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Conquering Your Pain is sponsored in part by Boston Scientific, providing personalized therapy with proven results. Good morning. And welcome to Conquering Your Pain with Dr. Dan Nelson from ProOrtho in Kirkland, Washington. For over 30 years, Dr. Nelson has helped thousands of patients dramatically reduce or even eliminate their chronic pain using interventional pain and regenerative medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. Conquering Your Pain is live call-in radio. So get ready to call in with your questions because Dr. Nelson may very well be able to help you, too. Now, here's your host of Conquering Your Pain, Dr. Dan Nelson, along with his co-host, Jerry Burr.
1: And good morning, everybody, and welcome to another live edition of Conquering Your Pain with Dr. Dan Nelson. I'm Jerry Berg, and that over there is Dr. Dan Nelson. That would be me, Jerry. How are you? Good, good. good you to feel, see you. You look like you're pretty chipper today, last I week. I am. I little, am. I'm in good the, yeah, a good little, mood. Little, you know, little last water. week I was a little under the weather.
2: You As you were. know, I had him do a remote broadcast, and that was, uh, yeah. we pulled it off, and uh, but I spent all weekend in bed last weekend, so wow. I'm happy to be above ground and running yeah. around and feeling good. Yeah. I, I think and the Huskies I, won yesterday. They
1: did. What were they playing? They're in the NC two A. The big uh, dance. the is that uh, the basketball? Double dribble. I call it double dribble now. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're not a you're not a basketball guy. I can. Tell I you that played
1: right. basketball at the University of Washington. You did in PE class. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I okay. was a, I was a All headliner. Right. I could stand under the basket, uh, unobstructed, no one around me, and miss.
2: Yeah. One you, you, after another. One after. You, you had that four inch vertical leap too.
1: I'm no, sure. yeah, 4 inch. Yeah, I could do that. But my <laughs> that wasn't my forte. It was ice, ice hockey. I could actually hit the posts on the goal post yeah. in hockey, but I could not put a basket off the backboard into the hoop. Really? Uh, just, oh, yeah, mm, and so okay. uh, I got a very low grade in PE. Well, I know you're a good hockey player though, so. Well, I was okay with that. Yeah. And uh, I like and I still have my bones. So, yeah. So you can't work on those. Their bones are okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: I've I've seen your MRI but though, so except I know for what's my, going my,
1: on. Well, my back, yeah. Okay, we have a special guest in the studio. Today. We do,
2: and that's you know we don't have a special guest that often. No, uh, we don't. It's no. kind of fun to do, but it, it, it's it is kind of nice to have a special guest once in a while, kind of mix it up. And yeah, Doctor Andrew Coe. Doctor
1: Andrew Coe from Dr. the, Coe from University, from the University, University of Washington,
2: Washington. Yeah. neurosurgeon. He's a, a functional neurosurgeon, so he does the uh, he does the kind of scientific sci fi. Yeah. Kind of cool stuff that's going to exciting. Work on
1: elbows and, and that kind uh, of stuff. Well, we no. should ask him. I think he uh, probably has.
3: Yeah. He yeah. did an elbow surgery yesterday, actually. You did did it? he? Oh. Yeah. Did you do an
2: a, a ulnar nerve. Ulnar nerve yeah. release, kind of, or tra- what do they call it? Transposition? Or yeah, sorta? it was a transposition. Transposition.
1: That's what, yeah. that's what I have. Yeah. See my mark? Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. Got a, I got a scar there somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, uh, it was, that was one of those no brainer decisions for me. <laughs> I've been I've been working on tile and uh, and my hands started to curl up. Yeah, and hurt like crazy. And anyway, yeah.
2: Anyway, um, we are very honored to have Dr. Andrew Coe here today. Um, you know, neurosurgery and interventional pain management, which which what I do, Jerry. Right. A lot of overlap. In fact, a lot of my mentors were neurosurgeons, even though I'm interventional. You know, anesthesiologist, interventional pain, yeah, neurosurgeons, and have been a big part of my education, uh, collegial relationships with uh, Dr. John Oakley, who unfortunately passed away some years ago. He's a neurosurgeon here in Seattle, very prominent in the interventional pain community, um, and uh, also the other guy that I'm thinking about right now that I'm totally blanking out on, I can't believe it. Uh the Lozier. Uver- Ta- Dr. Dr. Lozier, Dr. John Lozier yeah. at the University of Washington, also a, just a giant in the field, and uh, I know you've interacted with him, still do occasionally see him? Yeah, I was uh,
3: one of his last trainees, actually, in neurosurgery. Uh, Hi. He retired shortly after I was uh, working with him. And he uh, he's a professor emeritus now, so he's there about three days a week. I remember here. giving a visiting guest lecture and seeing Dr. Lozier
2: walk in at the very last minute and sit in the back. And I, uh, even though I was had given a number of lectures... Um, I was I was somewhat nervous to have Dr. Lowe. I mean they have this guy coming in and sit in the back and um it yep. was fine. He was he was good. <laughs> uh and anyway he uh I'm in debt to your field, your specialty. You know, Jerry, you go to medical school, right? It's yep. you four years of college before that. Right. Four years of medical school. I did
1: all that, of course.
2: Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> um and then I did actually anesthesia and then pain management fellowship, so about five years afterwards, yeah, these guys they do like fifty years. I mean, it's ridiculous. yeah I mean, these guys have so much training. I mean, they're they're like middle aged by the time they finish their their training. It's it's it, anyway that points to the specialty itself. I mean, they're working in the brain and the nervous system. Um, you can imagine that's that takes some training and some it's kind some of smarts. Like, it takes wake, a yeah
1: takes a little brains to do that. But it's a part of medicine where you wake up every day and there could be something new.
2: Exactly, and that's why we have them here because it's yeah. an exciting field and. Uh, Andrew, anyway, welcome. We're just, we're just chatting away here. Sorry about that, but yeah, that's no kind problem. of what it's we great. do. But it's great to have you here. And, of course, we appreciate Boston Scientific as a sponsor of this program to bring you here. And Boston Scientific is kind of new to the DBS side, deep brain stimulation. We do spinal cord stimulation. We talk about that on the show. Uh, deep brain stimulation, that's kind of what you do. For you want to just give us a quick overview, Andrew, if you don't sure, mind?
3: Sure, absolutely. Um, first, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, great to have you been you guys are, are a bunch of fun so far yeah uh so uh deep brain stimulation um there's uh th- the main things we do this for are Parkinson's disease and essential tremor right. um and these uh th- basically the surgery is something that uh we do once medical therapy for these diseases kind of runs its course right so, right um, so it's
2: not the first line uh, no it's,
3: it's definitely not the first line it's not for everybody um but it's one of the few um I mean, shouldn't admit this on the radio, but it's one of the few neurosurgical procedures where you have great evidence that it works. Class one randomized controlled trials. Right. Um, and I, I
1: want to paint a picture then. So, is this something that we've seen like on TV on a medical show where they're they're working on the brain and the person possibly has a guitar and they <laughs> they are they strum on it with commands and, you're and you're as you as you work on different areas to find the right spot or is that
3: uh, no? You're, you're, I think you're talking about the National Geographic show that. Um, I think it was out in Ohio mm. somebody filmed the entire surgery, and if you go on youtube you 'll find videos
1: yeah i 'm just uh, curious for our audience so they yeah. can kind of relate and focus in on
3: what you do sure uh, it, the, yes, this is one of these uh, procedures where um, you can do it awake you can uh, and, and the procedure itself basically is an implantation of a wire in certain parts of the brain okay that um, when you run a little bit of electric current there it, it helps symptoms of parkinson 's and tremor so. Um, that, that tremor will stop. Or uh, for Parkinson's disease, some people have uh, what's called bradykinesia. They have difficulty starting movements, keeping yeah. it going. Um, if you stimulate certain parts of the brain, you see those symptoms get better, and that happens in almost real time.
1: Great hope, then, for a lot of folks. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it does make sense. You'll see some of these um, <coughs> videos where uh, somebody will be playing violin, playing guitar, and we're checking to see how well people are moving during this stimulation. Um, and that that's kind of... One of the uh, that was one of the reasons I got interested in the first place is to be able to see this improvement in real time in, in people, and it's fascinating. Um, and then as soon as I started doing it, I uh, kind of skip all that. Actually, right. I, I do this asleep now. Uh, oh, okay. And you so, do, that was going to be my next question: How
2: many do you do awake versus asleep, and obviously
3: advantages and disadvantages of each? Yeah, so. uh, I think um, doing it awake makes for great video. Uh, uh, okay, if you want to good theater, yeah, good theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good for for a lot of patients, this isn't necessary. Okay. Uh, MRI these days is is, is very high quality, right. um, and some of my own uh, research background is in, in MRI stuff, and so. Uh, we, so you're we,
2: not able to do MRI intraoperatively, though, are you? Uh, are you?
3: Some places do that. Okay, um, we don't do that at the university because um, well, we don't have the the that particular MRI system. Okay, um, but what we do have in the operating room is a CT scanner that right. uh, is the portable. stereotactic set exactly. up, and then we you know, you know exactly where to go, basically. Yeah, you
2: know exactly kind where of to like go.
3: coordinates, you get the coordinates in, and then, boom, you put it there. Exactly. Um, we, uh, so we do that, and then we, we have the CT scanner, so we can double-check. So we put the right. wires in, um, you can uh, sort of fuse the images from the CT scanner to the MRI, and you can see where the electrode is, and we know where we want to go on the MRI, right. and you can just double-check, and makes it a lot easier for the patient. They don't have to uh, put up with us asking them questions while they're right, awake. Right. Right. Um sure. the, the awake procedures generally take longer. Yes. And so on yep. average, uh, if you look across the US, the average time for an awake procedure is about 4 hours mm, of awake yeah. time. Um That's a lot of stress,
2: actually. Being an anesthesiologist and working in the OR knowing that, you know, having an awake patient is yep. it there's a lot of it's a lot more work than having somebody asleep, you know, and just kind of so uh no, I can appreciate the uh, the fact that doing them asleep with anis- under anesthesia mm-hmm. would probably make things just go a lot smoother. So Yeah, and, um,
3: and it's not to say I won't do it awake. Um, right. We do do that sometimes. Uh,
2: is, does there, Is there a lot? You know, as a pain doctor, I'm doing the spinal cord stimulation, so we're sticking them in the spinal canal. Yeah. Um, we do some programming, but the, the programming has gotten so sophisticated that we basically know where to go now. Mm-hmm. I do most of mine asleep. Oh, really? And... I just tell these guys like Jimmy, who's here today with Boston Scientific. I said, once I get them in the right place, it's up to you guys to do all the programming. Yeah, and I don't know if that's similar in uh,
3: for DBS. Do you? Uh, I think uh, I guess it's analogous. We, I mean, I, I do try to be very precise in where I put the electrodes. Sure. You know, and I'll make one two millimeter moves uh, if if I feel like that's going. So, to is make
2: there a lot of programming better. afterwards? So we've got. Uh, yeah. There's so, a-
3: in general, the surgeries, it's actually two stages, and, and it's a okay. lot like spinal cord stimulation in that sense. But right. uh, we put the wires in the brain uh, for the first surgery, uh, wake the patient up afterwards, have them, they spend a night in the hospital, they go home, and about a week later, they come in for the rest of the system. Okay. Um, and then, actually, the whole thing stays off for a few more weeks. Ah, okay. And so, hmm. um, this Interesting. is partially because of uh, something we call the honeymoon effect. So, just putting the wires in, sometimes you stun that part of the brain a little sure. bit. And so you'll see people's tremor go away, even though it's not connected to anything. It's just kind of a, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we we call it a honeymoon or a micro-lesion effect. Sure. And um, so once that's... kind of settle down usually three, four weeks after the surgery the neurologist uh, who treats the Parkinson's will turn it on make some adjustments okay, right um, and, and for a lot of people they're also adjusting medications at the same time sure and sure. so uh, for, for many of these targets, and
2: to be honest these are patients who have already been on med management they've already tried conservative things they were not rushing into to doing sticking wires in people's brains right and they've already tried all the other stuff and their disease unfortunately is progressing or are not amenable to
3: the usual medications exactly or the, or the medication Medications, um, yeah, if somebody comes in and they haven't been on medications, we won't be putting one in. Right. Um, so right. they have to
2: of... go through, they have to have failed, in other words, conservative management, yeah. which would be medication management. So, Absolutely. But, and over time, the, uh, you know, these degenerative neuro, the neurological conditions are so uh, fiendish in a way because they tend to get, over time, if I recall correctly, that medications sometimes lose their effectiveness. And so you become, you know, you, you have to find other Tools in the toolbox. Yeah, yeah. I've never use that.
3: phrase no. before tools <laughs> yeah. in the toolbox. Um, no, that's exactly right. You th- you, you'll see people who initially, uh, when they're diagnosed with Parkinson's, they'll have some symptoms. They'll take their medications, and they'll be normal, right. uh, essentially. And uh, after, depending on um, certain factors, you know, after about five five years, a lot of people will start to notice that their medicines don't work as well. They still help, right. but they don't um, quite get you back to where you want to be. Or you'll have well, side, side effects. effects, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, about half the people will end up with something called dyskinesias, which, right. Um, right. you know, if you, you take your, your levodopa, that's sort of the, the mainstay of drug treatment. You will will take that, and for a period of time, you'll move better and feel better, and then you'll get these involuntary movements. So if you... Um, think of Michael J. Fox walking. He's got that mm-hmm. sort of dancing gait. Sure. Um, that's uh, or, or you're trying to sit in the chair and you can't, and people wonder why you're right. wiggling all over the place. Um, those side effects end up being pretty debilitating for people. Right. And I've right. seen people who can't sit still. They, you know, you, you sit them in the chair, and if their meds kick in at the wrong time, they, they will almost fall out of their chair. And so, deep brain stimulation lets you treat some of this. Some of it's directly because the stimulation makes the dyskinesias go away, uh, or sometimes you can lower the dose of medications, and so you don't get the side effect. And that's yeah. really one of the beauties of that treatment is that it um, kind of gets you back to moving the way you want to without some of the side effects.
1: And it's adjustable, then, like the spinal cord stimulation that we talk about so often on this program. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, a lot of the the a lot of the technology is the same, but um, in terms of what you can do, you can increase stimulation over time if people's symptoms are getting worse. Yeah. Um, you do get some side. Of, you can get some side effects from stimulation. So if you turn it up enough, you know people can have trouble talking. They can have trouble walking. But you right. can make adjustments to that. Um,
1: but at that point, you can turn it back down again. Oh, absolutely. And that's
3: yeah. uh, you turn it down. Or there's different uh, electrode locations that you can stimulate. Yeah. And so to get back to your question about how long programming takes, there is some of this um, adjustment over time as medications change as the disease sure. changes
2: little bit of a moving target, and you know you're, you're adjusting different buttons along the way, right? Yeah. Different different knobs, and <clears throat> that's not unusual. I mean, that's similar in yeah. in, for pain, uh, pain management with spinal cord stimulation. Uh, I got to tell you uh, about uh, what is a couple months ago. I went to the North American Neural Modulation Society meeting in Las Vegas, and. Uh, was sat in on a couple of neurosurgery-type uh, lectures on cutting-edge research, and I was blown away about what's going on. I mean, with stem, we talk about stem cell on this show, which right. we offer, and what they're doing. You know, neurosurgery, obviously, some challenges. You've know, the, you, you got to go into the brain, and you can't – the collateral damage. You, you don't want to be – you've got to put things, and you can't have a whole lot of damage to the other tissue when right. you're doing surgery, right? Yeah. So, Plus, there's something called the blood-brain barrier. Um, which means that, you know, you put medications in and there's a, there's a barrier between the blood supply that goes to the rest of the body versus that which goes to the brain. So it's just fascinating to me how uh, these researchers were coming up with different things like micro-bubbles and different things to, um, anyway, I didn't understand very much of it, but I knew it was pretty exciting. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, you're an, I'm, a, I'm kind of jealous in you a little bit, way. Primarily because he's younger than I am, quite a bit, mm-hmm. and so. But you're but, taller, so you got yeah, that going. Well, okay, I'm I'm shrinking though. <laughs> um, but the fact that neurosurgery, we talk about stem cells on this show for musculoskeletal problems, problems, uh, and it's a great. You know, I think we're, I think it's going to change the face of medicine within five ten years. Yeah, neurosurgery is going to be part of that. I'm neur- the, I just. I was so excited to see what's going on here in some of these researchers, what they're doing with stem cell, but all kinds of stuff. So anyway, uh, hats off to your specialties. exciting. We're going to be treating neurodegenerative diseases that we really couldn't Before. before. So anyway. Yep. And, uh, Sorry, right. Jerry,
1: go ahead. Well, that's okay. We're going to get into a break right now. The lines are open for your calls. Kelly, we're going to come to you when, you when we come back, and the rest of you can call. And if you have questions about what we've been talking about, that was a good time to take advantage of uh, Dr. Andrew Coe being here uh, from the University of Washington, the Assistant Professor of Neurological, neuro, neurological Surgery at the UW, and uh, we're talking about deep brain stimulation, uh, shortened for DBS. And uh, for people with Parkinson's, uh, essential tremors, seizures, whatever, in those areas, uh, there's some real groundbreaking headway taking place, and we want to talk more about that, too. But any question you have that's on our normal subjects, give us a call right now at 1-800-465-8770, 1-800-465-8770, and Kelly, stay
0: right where you are. Are you struggling with ongoing pain that just won't go away? Then now is the time to call and talk with Dr. Dan Nelson. The lines are open at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. When considering stem cell therapy, it only makes sense to consider the only doctor with over 30 years of legitimate experience in pain management that deals with stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Dan Nelson with ProOrtho. Listen to what a satisfied patient had to say.
4: I did have
5: the stem cell procedure done on both my knees with Dr. Nelson about four and a half months ago. Uh, The results have been amazing, to be quite honest. For people that haven't experienced it, it's relatively easy you walk in you walk out i had both my knees done and i walked right out after i was done the level of pain reduction is what i noticed that not only do i have more flexibility and range of motion for me it worked wonderfully i I wholeheartedly would tell anyone that if they're having a problem it was wonderful the way it changed my knees. it's a game changer it is it is life-changing
0: you should consider stem cell therapy, but call someone with experience. Dr. Dan Nelson with Pro Ortho in Kirkland. 425-823-4000. 425-823-4000.
6: This is Conquering Your Pain, sponsored in part by Boston Scientific, offering spinal cord stimulation therapy. More than 90 million people in the U.S. are affected by chronic, persistent, or recurring pain. Have you heard about stem cell PRP injections for knee, hip, shoulder, and back pain? Get your questions answered at 1 800 465 8770. That's 1 800 465 8770.
1: And we're back with more of Conquering Your Pain with Dr. Dan Nelson with Pro Ortho in Kirkland. And we have people here from Boston Scientific, uh, sponsor of the program that are helping out today. Uh, and, and Dr. Coe is, uh, from University of Washington. We're talking to him about some new advances in neurosurgery or neurology and neurosurgery, uh, to help people with Parkinson's and other Uh, tremor-related things, and seizures, too. So if you have any questions in those regards, you want to give us a call, this is a good time, or have somebody call in that has some issues in those areas and uh, have them listen to the program right here on AM 770 KTTH and call in. Uh, Not at their leisure, though, because the program is only going to be on for another 40 minutes, and if they have a question, this is a good time to kick it into gear for them and have them call. So right now, let's go to Kelly, who's calling in, and uh, full disclosure, he's he's a patient yes this is true so kelly welcome to the program
7: good morning how are you good morning dr co
2: hey kelly how are you
7: i'm doing real well
2: good kelly dr nelson here and again thank you uh for calling in and 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 sharing your story uh we appreciate that but uh you know we have obviously we have dr co we have keely also in the studio today we're uh if you don't mind, Kelly, just kind of telling your story about what your diagnosis was when you find out, when you found out about that diagnosis, and treatment, and then ultimately getting uh, to where you are today.
7: Okay. Well, um, we first noticed the tremors in, that I was having with something was wrong in 2014. Um, went through various tests to determine what it was and checked a lot of things out. And the doctor I had at that time said, well, there's something wrong. We don't quite know what it is yet. I think I know what it is, she said. And she actually sent me to see Dr. Davis, which is my neurologist at Valley Medical. And she first diagnosed me with Parkinson's in 2016 then. And we tried the medication, the levocopadopa, as Dr. Koh alluded to. But I had real highs and lows with the medicine, um, when I was on it, it worked great, but the minute I come down from it, it was really low, and I have really bad symptoms. So Dr. Davis mentioned DBS, and at first I was dead set against it. But I read a lot of research, um, talked to a lot of people, talked to Dr. Davis a lot, and she referred me to Dr. Co. and we kind of went from there and it moved really fast. I had a lot of tests to go through, had MRIs, um, CTs other examinations and tests, just to make sure I was a perfect candidate. And last year in June, I had surgery with Dr. Coe to do the implant, which was the Boston scientific device, which I'm still using today. And I hope to be using for many years to come because it takes care of my symptoms. I still have some side symptoms with Parkinson's, but the tremors and the gait are pretty well taken care of. I can live a normal life. I'm still working and I'm enjoying it very much. I have my life back, and it's, it's, it's great, it's wonderful.
2: Wow, that's a great story, we appreciate that. Well, as far as, uh, Kelly, the actual surgery itself, the recovery time for all that, um, how, how was that?
7: That was amazing. I, when Dr. Coe first, we first met, first met Dr. Co, I couldn't believe I was gonna just be in the hospital overnight, and the surgery was so quickly, and the recovery was so quick. Um, as Dr. Date Coe mentioned about the honeymoon period, I couldn't believe it when I first thought it, when I first had the surgery, that there is a honeymoon period there. But um, getting back to surgery, I was asleep, which I'm very grateful for because I've met DBS patients since then who were awake. And not that there was pain or anything like that, but it was kind of like they said, it was kind of traumatic. So I'm kind of very grateful that Dr. Coe does do it asleep because I have no recollection other than when they brought me into the surgery there of, you know, hooking me up to some devices and saying, have a good nap, and that's basically what I did, and when I woke up, I didn't shake, and I was ready to go home in a day or so. Um, the surgery staff at the university was great, wonderful, and I went home for about a week and came back the following week and had the dev- the generator device installed, and then about, what was it, about oh, a month or so after that, um, we went and saw Dr. Davis, and she started programming. I nice. turned it on and it's been working ever since.
2: That's great. Wow, that's a great story. I'm not sure I could uh ask for any better uh testimonial, Jared. Did a great job.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So,
2: um Dr. Coe, um any particular was this kind of like a run of the mill, not not a big deal, slam dunk or was there anything uh, that was particularly
3: I mean, I think uh in as as Kelly alluded to, um we, we do um extensive testing ahead of uh, Right planning a surgery like this, we um, we do have people who, you know, wonder why we do this. But in general, uh, we will set up what's called on-off testing. So uh, this is part of making sure that uh, your Parkinson's response to medications, uh, because in general, DBS works f- best for the things that get better with your medications. So it kind of helps your medications work better. So, right. um, you know, this involves uh, seeing your neurologist without taking your medications for usually for the evening and, and the morning. Uh, which, you know, for some people, that's pretty miserable. They don't want to do that mm. because they can't move. Um, sure. and, and so we we do that. That's one thing. Um, we do neuropsychological testing. So we right. check uh, memory, verbal function, uh, different aspects of how well you think. And uh, the reason for that is Parkinson's in general can't affect your, your thinking. Right. Um, right. And then we check gait as well. And, and part of this is that you can't have some side effects from DBS that affect those things, um, mm. especially in the setting of a neurodegenerative disease. We want to know where people start out. Right. So, so it is a big process in the beginning. Um, I'd say, in, in, if I wouldn't say Kelly was an unusual patient, but he's kind of the patient we like to see. Um, he's young. He's still active. He's still working. Um, right. All of his testing showed that he has um, uh, has not been affected that much by some of the neurodegenerative features. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, I'd say he was a, he was a perfect candidate um, in terms of how smoothly it went. Uh, you know, you, you got to knock on wood for for some of this, but right. uh, it's it's a pretty. We we have it the process down pretty well at, at the university, and so um, I'd say I think his experience is fairly typical, right? Uh, obviously, not everybody.
2: What I'm hearing though is this is you know this is a collaborative approach. This is a team of people that you work with. It's not you're not the lone ranger out there. You, you're you're pretty dependent on a bunch <laughs> of other other people. Am I, I right?
3: Yeah, and I think that's the the best way to do it. There are people who just you know. I think it's the only way to do it. it sounds like I
2: mean this is yeah. this is not like this is not like getting your appendix out. Not no disrespect to our general <laughs> surgery colleagues, but no. this is this is kind of a big deal. It's yep. you know you got to get the orchestra everybody on the same page to to have a good outcome. So um, anyway, that's no. That's, I
3: I completely agree, and I think um, you, you probably do this for some of your pain patients as well. We have a multidisciplinary con- yep. conference oh, yeah. where uh, you know if it, you're a perfect candidate like Kelly, we may talk about you for just a few minutes, but there are other people where we're Looking up, you know, uh, we'll even look up papers and be like, "Well, okay, this is a little bit of a s- different situation." Right. Uh, you know, is there experience out there that we can tap into, um, or just, you know, do we really think this is a good idea? There yeah. are some borderline cases. I always tell what my
2: patients, cases? you never want to be a really interesting patient presented presented at grand rounds. You don't you don't want to be that patient. Yeah. But no, that's uh, you know, uh, we're and we're we're indebted to people like yourself at the university level because. These guys are doing very high-level stuff. That's that's probably can't be done in the community. I'm well. I'm kind of speaking out of turn a little bit, but really, you need uh, you know you need a high-level functioning uh, setting, tertiary medical center. You can't most community hospitals. I imagine this is not
3: offered. Correct. Um, I think. Well, there there are some where it's offered. Um, mm-hmm. I think the important things, if you're thinking about this, are to look at the number of cases that they do. Right. Um, in terms of looking up to see where people trained, I'm not sure that that's that relevant, but uh, how much they do, whether or not they do have a multidisciplinary committee that looks at uh, uh, different aspects of your care, I think that's what you really need to do. And
2: the the numbers, unfortunately, well, I'm not sure it's unfortunate, but it's important. You have to, you know, I tell people that I've done conservatively 40,000 injections in my (laughs) life, you know, and at least half of them in the spine. So, uh, and that counts for something.
1: 40,004.
2: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, but uh, and Jerry Berg here. Yeah. Yes, he was a recipient of uh, injections as well. But you know the numbers do count because with the numbers count, and it's you're not if it's DBS or it's cardiovascular surgery, if you're only doing a handful in your hospital, that's probably not a good thing. That's just the statistics show that you have to do a bunch of them to get profi- that the team has to be proficient, in, and the only way they can get proficient is doing lots of them.
1: I like some as a patient from that end of it I like what both of you are saying that there's really no such thing as a routine uh, you know right. you, you, you take everything into consideration
2: Jerry you know like what the definition of minor surgery is yeah. surgery on somebody else okay <laughs> so just yeah I, I think I know where you're going with that one yeah
1: right. yeah. It's, it's, it's just that you're thorough and right. if something looks like routine you've already ruled out the possibilities of something that wasn't or right. could turn up and I think that's very reassuring to patients that uh, I know your toolbox is uh, you're, you're ruling out all kinds of things before you get to the solution,
2: right? Yeah, and you got to lay the groundwork, and that's why we say you know the consultation and the and the patient story is probably the most important thing. But yeah, you know we got to do the other. Yeah. the due diligence involves the X-rays, MRI, going all over that stuff, nerve conduction studies. We do that. There's a lot of again a lot of overlap with neurosurgery as far as what they do. So,
1: so Kelly, you're patiently waiting there. And have you got anything to add from what we were talking about and what you've heard today?
7: Um, I think we're pretty well there. Um, I Just so everybody knows, I still take some medication to alleviate some of the symptoms that do pe- peak up periodically. But for the most part, I don't have the medication. The medication is way less than I was taking before, and I feel wonderful. And I'm very grateful for Dr. Davis and Dr. Co. for what they've done for me.
1: Excellent. That's, That's great. great. That's I have great a
2: question deal. for Kelly, though. Yeah kelly i understand you're a fisherman yeah i
7: I am so are you a
2: fly fisherman
7: i'm a fly fisherman okay Okay. so the river's tomorrow
2: i'm not a i'm i've gone fly fishing but i'm not a good fly fisherman so um i'm just wondering sometime we got to get together maybe you can tell me about a secret place that you go this is all you know kind of under the table but i want to you got to give me some tips here. You can't ask him that on the radio. Everybody. I'm, well, I'm, I'm purposely putting pressure on him. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> okay. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can ask him. Hey, it's my show. Kelly, I can, you can, I can charge him
1: five bucks for the information later, and then it's all legal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, we thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday to uh, uh, make yourself available to call in and uh, you know sharing your story in a, in a very compelling way. Uh, we thank you
1: much for that. Yeah,
7: Not a problem. My pleasure, guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Have yeah. a good day. Fly fishing, one of my passions. Is it? I'll talk to you
2: about it off the air. We don't want to waste any more time still, on that. How long have we been together? Over a year now, and yeah. I'm I'm still finding out stuff about
1: Jerry Well, it's, it's kind of like on my bucket list. So, you know, I My dad taught me how. Yeah, I have done it. I can throw a fly pretty handily, but I don't know where to put it, you know. Where the well, that's kind are. of what—that's everything. That's, that's right. Where the you know, fish know
2: I can—I can do what you do, but I, you know, well, I've you got to know it. where to put it, where the holes are, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, See, I Kelly, mean, I think knows all that stuff. I found I, it. He okay. sounds like a guy that knows all that stuff. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to try to leverage this somehow. No, I found the holes, but I couldn't find the ones with the fish in them. <laughs> that's my problem. And then I catch—I <laughs> catch and release, which makes some people mad. Well, I catch and release too, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, take a break, and then we're going to come back. And uh, Henry has been waiting patiently. We sure appreciate that. We're going to come straight back to you. Any other callers, uh, give us a call. If you got a question about uh, stem cell therapy, if you got a question about pain, just in general. Uh, pain is affecting a lot of people in this country. About 90 million of us uh, have chronic pain, and this is the place to get some answers and get started on some uh some direction maybe a second opinion third opinion fifth opinion maybe you've been dealing with chronic pain and your doctor says i can't find anything wrong with you then you need to call here and talk to dr dan nelson i'm jerry berg and we'll be right back with more of your questions in just a couple of minutes right here on conquering your pain
0: you at the end of your rope with chronic persistent or recurring pain call now to talk with dr dan nelson at 1-800-465-8770 at pro ortho dr nelson is committed to a compassionate approach towards alleviating pain restoring health and improving your quality of life the lines are open for your call at 800-465-8770
1: We're happy to have Boston Scientific as a sponsor here on Conquering Your Pain. Boston Scientific, providing personalized therapy with proven results. (music) Discover one possible path to your chronic pain relief. Listen to Gene, a pro-ortho patient, tell his story.
8: About eight, nine years ago, I started having back pain. Ended up having a scusion on L3, L4. That moved to L4, 5 about four years later. As Mm -hmm. time went on. It got worse and worse to the point where I was basically bedridden. And then my surgeon's PA said, well, why don't you go talk to Dr. Dan? And we decided to try to do a trial basis on the nerve stimulator. So the trial stimulation from Boston Scientific basically determined how well it's going to work. I walked in there nearly to a point I needed a wheelchair. I had it put in, and I walked out of there with no pain. It just gave me my life back. Jimmy from Boston Scientific sat down with me. Any questions? He had no time frame. He sat there with me until I understood it completely. I don't have any pain at all.
1: Spinal cord stimulation is just one of the tools in Dr. Nelson's toolbox. And Gene is just one of hundreds of patients who are suffering from chronic pain after injuries, surgeries, or just plain wear and tear that Dr. Dan has helped with Boston Scientific's leading-edge technology. Relieving or eliminating chronic pain is Dr. Dan Nelson's specialty, and spinal cord stimulation is just one of his tools. Find out what he can do for you. Make an appointment today by calling 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000, or check out proortho.com.
6: welcome back to conquering your pain if you are suffering from chronic pain find out what you can do about it right now the lines are open for your call to dr dan nelson 1-800-465-8770 that's 1-800-465-8770
1: and we are back with conquering your pain am 770 ktth if you have a friend a relative who's suffering from chronic pain and uh boy you know you you've had it with them you you know, you feel their pain. You, you, you're you going along with their compensation for it. But you know that there's something else out there that can help them. At least you hope they can find some help. Uh, they need to call this program. At least listen in. AM 770 KTTH. They can also listen online by going to mynorthwest.com. And is there a link on your website, doctor? There
0: is.
2: There
1: yes. is. You can go to com and check in there and you can listen to and they can Get more information and listen anywhere they are in the world. And they don't necessarily have to, cop- to come to Dr. Dan, but you can come for some information here on the radio. And uh, we want you, of course, if you're in this area. And also, you know people all over the country, don't you? That could help.
2: Absolutely. Now, there's a network of us that do this kind of thing, so people listening in wherever, yeah, Midwest, back East, we we can hook you up with people who who do this, who work with a big toolbox that we do.
1: Excellent. So, okay, we have plenty of calls coming in right now, so we want to get to the calls as quickly as possible. And uh, next up on the board is Henry and Everett. Thank you for waiting, Henry, and how can we help you?
8: Well, my wife uh, suffers from um, trigeminal neuralgia bilaterally, um, secondary to, um, to multiple sclerosis. She's had um, microvascular decompressions. She's mm-hmm. had uh, two knife procedures. Um, several um rhizotomies. Um, she um, about four years ago um, did a test with the Boston Boston Scientific Pain Management System and it worked. So they installed that um, and but uh, and she's she's on GABAPentin, just massive doses of GABAPentin, lyrica, all of this stuff and um, and she still has just debilitating, terrible pain and this is a woman that's a black or was a black belt in taekwondo um mm. you know just a great athlete tough lady and um are there any new um, um things coming on the horizon that uh, that we can look forward to therapies that might help her
2: well that's a tough one that sounds like she's already been through a lot or a challenging situation for sure henry mm-hmm. um so she's a- had the gamma knife procedure you said uh, already yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's, uh-huh.
8: she's had two, and you know what was interesting is we didn't have insurance at that time, so I I wrote checks for those ones. So those Ooh. are the ones I remember the most.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. And you mentioned the uh, you. So she has a stimulator implanted already, or
8: she she does. Yes, okay. and that was done in in Colorado. And it's
2: um, a spinal cord stimulator, or
8: no, it uh, it it uh, has she has two generators, one on each side of her chest, and she's wired up into her face.
2: Oh, the peripheral nerve stimulating interface. Was that uh, yeah. was Doctor Barilat the one that did that in Colorado, or do you um, remember
8: Doctor Doctor Breeze, mm. um, or Doctor Corboy? One of the two. Okay,
2: all right, um, boy. That's a tough, tough situation for sure. I think uh, both of us, uh, Doctor Coe and I, are kind of looking across at each other and thinking, "Ooh, man, challenging situation for sure." Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. Uh, I I got to be honest uh, off the top of my head I would say you know I don't have the answer for you unfortunately um and I don't know Dr. Coe, probably any kind of
3: um well uh what um is, is her is her face numb does she have numbness in in parts of her face right now
8: She does have some numbness and that uh, that was the originally from uh, from the MS you know
3: mm-hmm.
8: um and uh, her lips are numb um and uh, and the right side of her face and is the
3: um, is the pain still triggerable? Is it when when she brushes her teeth, or eats, or, or wind, oh yeah, or cold,
8: or walk, or, or walks fast? Uh, okay. If there's a if there's a nice breeze off the lake, yeah. So um, I, it put her on her knees. I'm yeah, sure. it's just absolutely devastating pain. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, this is something I, I treat. I, this is something I see fairly often as well um, in, in my practice. But um, it, you know, in, in terms of Treatments. I generally, and I'm, not, I'm assuming that the folks who've treated you in the past will tell you, trigeminal neuralgia always comes back. There's really not a cure for it. Um, yeah. Secondary to MS, it's it's even worse, and, and part of that is because the MS does change things um, over time as well. But um, you know, I would say if the pain is still triggerable, uh, things like a rhizotomy or a mm-hmm. balloon gangliolysis would be my go-to options with the aim of making mm-hmm. her maybe a little bit more numb in some of those distributions. But, uh, sure. obviously, we don't want her to not feel anything. Is that
2: something you do? Marco? Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. Okay. Um, so,
3: right. you know, not to plug my practice or anything. But, sure. No, oh, hey, that's why you're here. <laughs> We're <laughs> plugging your practice. I'm plugging practice. How can yeah. somebody yeah. get
2: a hold of you? So I have a, a, a thought. She has MS, and, um, you know, we talk a lot about stem cell on this program for treating musculoskeletal mm-hmm. issues. And now... You know, periodically we hear about patients getting tr- getting their MS treated with stem cell transplants. Essentially, the way they treat like a lymphoma or leukemia, you know, okay. they take the the stem cells out of the body and then they irradiate or use chemotherapy to eradicate anything that's left, and then they reinfuse the stem cells. And apparently, that's in some cases. Again, I'm not an expert in this area, but it's actually curing MS, is what I'm hearing now. That's being done locally. I think at Virginia Mason or maybe Swedish. Um, and I, that's something I've just heard about within the last year. I don't know, Doctor Coe, if you've heard about that kind of treatment for MS or if it's still kind of kind of the fringe, maybe. Or uh,
3: I think uh, for for a lot of the human stem cell uses uh, relating to neurological disease, it's the jury's still out a little bit, but right. Um, right. I, I think in order to get that information, you need people to, to do that research. And so if, I, I don't know of any trials at the university right now, but, right. Um, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, Virginia Mason, uh, Swedish, they, they might be running some trials. Uh, it's, I think, something worth looking into.
2: Right, um, right. Yes, well, I, I have a patient of mine who's uh, looking to stem cell, but his, uh, I can't remember, I think it was her husband, was treated in this way for his MS and has had dramatic turnaround. Essentially, well, cure. I, hate, you know, we hate, we're very reluctant to use the word cure yeah, in this sure. setting, Absolutely. but um, um, anyway, it's intriguing to me to know that this is ex- out, being done locally uh, in the Seattle area. So that might be something worth look, yeah. looking into.
8: Absolutely, I can uh, dive into that. One uh, one quick piece of advice about uh, fly fishing. Um, one should never give fly fishing uh, secrets out to someone with a radio show. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh no,
1: are, I can keep secrets.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know about doctor. a little cool. secret between us and what, six thousand listeners. Yeah, um, yeah No, I, I'd agree with you. We were, it was definitely a tongue-in-cheek uh, question, yeah. but we we appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the best fly fisher they they keep their, they they can keep their secrets. No, yeah. no question.
8: That's right. That's right. I sure appreciate your time,
2: Henry. Thanks for the
1: call. You take care. Have a good yeah, day. Be well. Bye-bye. And uh, that leaves a line open. Well, we've got one more line, line open at one eight hundred four six five eight seven seven zero. Before we go to uh, Lauren and uh, and Marie, uh, we're going to take a break. Let's do that right now, just 30 seconds early, so we have plenty of time to talk to you when we come back with more of Conquering Your Pain. And maybe we can extract uh, a contact for Dr. Coe. So... If you want to talk to him about a problem you have, we'll give you maybe an office number. I'll give him the uh, hammer lock during the break here and we'll get it out of him. <laughs> Thank you very much. Actually, you can contact him, I think, through the University of Washington. Just plug his name in and you'll find him over there. Okay? We'll be right back.
0: Are you struggling with ongoing pain that just won't go away? Get answers now. Call and talk with Dr. Dan Nelson. The lines are open at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. When considering stem cell therapy, it only makes sense to consider the only doctor with over 30 years of legitimate experience in pain management that deals with stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Dan Nelson with ProOrtho. Listen to what a satisfied patient had to say.
4: The soft tissue was torn in my hip socket, and so my hip was not staying in the socket, and it was coming out, and the inside of my thigh looked like it was shredded. Um, It was so inflamed and swollen, and what I saw in the x-rays, it looked like a war zone in there. I saw six doctors before I found Dr. Nelson. I could barely walk. I was in chronic pain for four years, and he's turned my life around. My hip is staying in alignment now, and the cartilage has been healed. I just wanted to tell Dr. Nelson's audience how successful my stem cell therapy has been. It's been so successful that I'm going to go back for more. So I'm really in very good shape, except I have a couple of discs now that um, I think I'm going to see if he can't make those just as good
0: you should consider stem cell therapy but call someone with experience dr dan nelson with pro ortho in kirkland 425-823-4000 425-823-4000
6: Sponsored in part by Boston Scientific, offering spinal cord stimulation therapy. This is conquering your pain. Dr. Dan Nelson has been in pain management medicine for over 30 years. The lines are open at 800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770.
1: And that's your cue to call in. We'll try and get to everybody today if we can, but... uh... We'll find out who we have at the end of the show left over, and it always happens but right now let's go to Lauren in Seattle with a question for uh is Lauren mhm
9: i have a okay I have a different question I start out with one question i want I want to get to my wife who has chronic chronic uh nausea uh, and uh the doctor is treating her with all kinds of anti uh as the deal treatments, but it's not, it's not helping. She's been this way for a year or more, a year and a half.
1: You need to turn your radio down, Lauren.
9: Oh, my radio? Yeah. Yeah, you got an eight-second delay. You got a pretty big delay there. Yeah. Okay, better?
1: Yes, thank you.
9: Uh, and I'm sorry about my – I got, woke up with a um, bad throat here. Um, so anyway, uh, I was asking the question – well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the first question again, and you can talk about that, or t- talk about my wife and her uh, nausea constant daily. It's daily every day. And yeah, uh, it will generally last
1: through the day. Let's talk. Uh, okay. You choose what you hmm. Well,
2: let's, let's talk about nausea. Anything preceding that? Did it just come out of the blue, or was it, um, is there other condition associated with nausea? Uh,
9: there's no previous condition that I can. Uh,
2: and you've uh, seen specialists, like, all. you've seen uh, gastroenterologists and that sort of thing, too. Oh, yeah,
9: she's been through that twice. She's scheduled for another one on the 29th of
2: March. Mm, yeah, another challenging and, situation. Uh, hey. I This is a tough one. I've seen this occasionally. Dr. Coe, I don't know if you you ever dive into this realm with, I mean, it, I, occasionally it comes up, intractable nausea, terrible, terrible situation. I yeah. don't think from the neurosurgery perspective. Yeah, from
3: the neurosurgery perspective somebody complains about that, you just I mean, the, the folks right. that we see are always you know, do you have a scan of your brain? Right, sure you yeah, check
2: the brain. Tumor. Has yeah. she had an MRI of her brain, Lauren?
9: I don't think so.
2: Yeah, well, I think...
9: Not, not lately, maybe uh, maybe about Five, five or ten years ago.
2: So probably seeing, uh, uh, getting a referral to a neurologist and, and maybe getting a uh, MRI of the brain probably would be a good idea just to rule out. You want to make sure there's nothing in the brain that could be pressing on some ganglion and the you know some center in the brain that might be triggering that. Um, that, that has to be ruled That's, out at some point for that, sure. guess
9: that defined? Can it be that definable?
2: Um, you, well, no, I, I mean, the, the chances are it'll be negative, but you, we need you, that information has to be established so that there's nothing going on ah. in the brain. So um, well, yeah, well, that's it's kind of like a headache. Yeah, but, if somebody's got an intractable yeah. headache, you've got to get the MRI to make sure. Yeah, well, it's not, not, not that, that nausea is yeah. secondary to headache in this case, but it's, it's just something that would have to be done at some point, in my she opinion.
9: Has lately she has been getting some uh, sporadic uh, headaches. Mm. Her, we, the doctor has her on Advil or Tylenol. Right, okay. Uh, but she's not using a whole lot of that, r- really. So we're not, she's not like an addict on any yeah. of that stuff.
2: Well, I don't think we have any quick answers for you. I'm sorry, but uh, did you have another yeah. question you said?
9: Oh, yeah, what, who pays for all this? It sounds like you're keeping brain-trained people, a lot of them on a team busy for for a number of hours to, to get these people diagnosed and get the adjustments all made for your, like your. Uh, so the question is: Is it covered
1: work. by insurance? I would imagine you'd think.
3: Yeah, these. Uh, uh, yeah. the The evaluations and the surgery itself are are going to be covered by, uh, basically all, all insurance companies, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, you know your your commercial insurance as well. Um, it doesn't. It's not oh, okay. really a cent, okay. but um, for Sim- any of the
1: similar tests, to a spinal cord stimulation. Right, most
2: most oh. of us, uh, I would imagine, vast majority is covered by insurance. There may be some out of pocket costs here and there mm. or deductibles, whatever. But generally, the vast majority of services, I imagine, Doctor Coe, are covered by regular medical yeah, insurance.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. In 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 general, we get pre approval for anything that we're sure. going to do because right. you know that's uh, it's not a bill you want to get. But right. uh, yeah. So,
1: Lauren, I hope that helped you.
9: Well, uh, where would I start with start with Doctor Nelson or start with uh, brain people? I'll talk to my PCP, I guess.
3: Yeah, I think that'd be a good place uh, to start, start in general.
2: Start with there and then, uh, yeah. Go. F- I'd start with the PCP and go from there. Okay.
9: Okay. Now, so <clears throat> so I can can I tell my doctor that uh, you got Doctor Cole from the University of Washington and uh, Doctor Nelson from Kirkland, um, and
1: so uh sure drop, drop some names when you talk to them
9: so we all have well i could say well these two doctors and uh recommending a brain scan
1: and uh yep just what you so, heard today uh, we we have to move along but uh, you just tell them what you heard today and uh tell them that they should probably listen to the program too here on am 770 <laughs> ktth okay lauren you have a great day yeah, get, all right thank you, you thank bet. you very much take care and um that we put squeeze one more call in if you get in right now at 1-800-465-8770 as we go to Tukwila and uh, Marie is waiting for us there. Marie, welcome to the program. How can we help you today?
5: Um, Yes, good morning, Dr. Dan. Um, Good morning. I have a question. Yes, yes. Hello?
2: Yes, go ahead. Oh,
5: okay. Yes, good morning, Dr. Dan. I had a question. I'm currently going to a chiropractor for the first time in 50 years, and they had done an MRI of my whole entire spine prior to um, any adjustments or anything like that. And they actually located um, an injury that had occurred about 20, 22 years ago. And I didn't think it was an injury, but unfortunately... Um, it was a result of um, of abuse. Mm. And I have third um, my c three is um, deteriorating okay. or damaged. Okay. And so in between the two and the three, it has since resulted in um, left and right shoulder um, pain. As well as numbness in my hands, as well as um the inability to walk at times, mm-hmm. okay. and so my question is, would stem cell be something that could help me and help possibly regenerate anything on my um c three um, right. Vertebrae.
2: Well, really, you know, we we have to. I'd have to see the MRI myself. So, what stem cell will ha- help with degenerative uh, kind of chronic inflammation, arthritis. It won't help if, if there's a compressive lesion. If you have uh, something like a disc that's pushing or a bone spur that's pushing on the on the spinal cord on or on a nerve root, it's, it's not really going to help that. So, we would have to yeah, see. I
5: don't think I have a compression.
2: You don't have a compression lesion. So, your symptoms. I don't think so, huh? Yeah. So, your symptoms are primarily neck pain or arm pain or shoulder pain or.
5: Well, it started out where my left shoulder, um, I thought it might have been my rotator cuff. That's what mm-hmm. it started out as. And I had both my left and my right um, rotators um, looked at, had an MRI together. And then my. Um, I had another scan done just to my to my back,
6: right.
2: which
5: mm-hmm. that was the um, chiropractor who did that.
2: Right. Okay.
5: And so that's where it started, and then over the course of a year, <clears throat> just learning about what what, what has happened, um, it's also do in part because i've been having some problems with numbing of my my hands my my fingers at times sure and i could Mm -hmm. never understand why i there was really no excuse for it i i would never been in an injury but come to find out when the doctor um the chiropractor brought up oh yeah this was something that happened about 20 22 years ago i'm like
2: yeah well you know mri findings uh, we uh what I always tell people that we, we don't treat the MRI, we treat the patient. So it's important to right. find out, okay, is a numbness in your hands, is that coming from carpal tunnel syndrome or is that coming from the neck? There's, and there's, there's tests to do that. We can do something called nerve conduction. The first thing is... You have to have a consultation. you have to come in and we have to examine you and then we look we, mm-hmm. of course we look at the imaging sometimes i'll get an x ray in addition to an MRI because they provide us different pieces of information um, and then if there's any question about where this numbness is coming from we we can get tests to help sort that out so um, mm-hmm. you know uh, you can ascribe this to a 20 year old injury for sure um it's impossible to tell in many cases it's impossible to distinguish that from just natural aging so c2-3 you said is is the level is that
6: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
2: so yeah. i mean it's it's possible and certainly the two things that would cause a degenerative spine condition would be age and trauma or a combination of both so Um, Mm -hmm. those are things that has, those have to be worked up kind of systematically. Stem cell is an option, but there's some things that we could do maybe for that, that could be covered by insurance, your regular medical insurance. And, uh, so, um, we don't always say stem cell first. Obviously we, we want to, we want to do what's medically appropriate in the appropriate setting and with the appropriate, uh, diagnostic workup. So, um, does that make sense?
5: Yeah, I also, um, I don't know if if you're knowledgeable about certain insurances. I have a a non-traditional insurance. It's a a Catholic services type insurance.
2: Okay,
1: Uh
5: uh-huh. It's Uh, like a health share. It's a Catholic health share.
1: Right. The, the best way to find out about that is to call the office and ask, yeah. the, ask the people we're, there. They can tell you right away. I'll give sure. you a number because we're running out of time here. Okay. And that's 425. Oh, okay. You ready for this?
5: Yeah, hold on. Okay. When, no, no, it's okay. When you're ready,
1: I'll give it out a couple times. It's 425 823 4000. Real easy number. 425-823-4000. That's the appointment number for Dr. Dan Nelson for Pro Ortho in Kirkland. And they can answer insurance questions for you at that time. Okay?
5: Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks for
1: the call. call. If you have any follow-up questions, you can text them to the doctor. All you need to do to do that is send it text to 346, write this down, 346-289- 2968. 346-289- 2968. Well, doctors, Dr. Coe, thank you for being with
2: us today. It was great having you. Thanks for having me. We'll have you back at some point. This was awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm Jerry Berg. We'll be back next week with more of Conquering Your Pain. In the meantime, get a hold of Dr. Nelson. Find out what's in his toolbox that can help you in the future uh, and conquer that pain that you're having right now. Chronic pain uh, is a big problem, and you have an answer right here to get started. Get a leg up on everybody else and get a second opinion right away. Give us a call next week on the program for that. I'm Jerry Berg, and we'll be back. God bless you, and God bless America.
0: You've been listening to Conquering Your Pain with Dr. Dan Nelson from Pro Ortho in Kirkland. If you would like to make an appointment with Dr. Nelson at Pro Ortho, simply call 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Be sure to join us again next week here on AM 770 KTTH at 11 for another live edition of Conquering Your Pain.